0: Again, that's ebaymotors.com.
1: Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome to another episode of the NXT post-show after-party deal thing. In your house edition, featuring me, Alex, and my co-host, Kate. We do this on the Fightful. um, And... You know, this is a thing that we do now. I, I I'm, I'm really getting worse at the intro and in the intros, Kate. I just can't seem to get it streamlined down to a, to a cool. And in case you've simple- been living
2: under a rock, my name is Kate Elizabeth, and I am the fastest rising star in professional wrestling media. Um, yeah, uh, this is the NXT post show to in your house yeah. for June fourth. Me and Alex, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. Leave a thumbs up on this video. This particular episode of the show is brought to you by Bluetooth and Magic Spoon. We're gonna tell you more about them later. There, I did all the hosty stuff.
1: And then be aware, <laughs> if you enjoy our antics tonight on on the on the main YouTube's channel, um, that tomorrow night after Hell in a Cell. You can watch us on Fightful Select, uh, where we will be actually probably saying much more angry things and uh, upset things about what's going on tomorrow. Because tonight was, you know, it was a it was it was not it was not terrible, which is different for NXT. So. Um, uh, it was good. There were some good parts about the show. The in-ring is good. Some really good and inspired booking decisions. And you know, also not. But like, we'll we'll talk. You know, we'll talk more about it. We'll talk more about it.
2: Also, not.
1: Yeah. Um, hey, Alex.
2: You want to know something funny? What's that? I'm in someone else's house tonight.
1: You are. You are I'm in. Staying with my. You friend. are in. You are in their house.
2: I am in her house. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah,
1: my friend
2: Elise, um, graciously put me up. She's a wonderful person and happens to be a wrestling fan. But as a childhood friend of mine, because I'm doing a commentary gig for Excite Wrestling before our Hell in the Cell post show, so if oh. I can talk by Monday, I'm going to be surprised. But to accommodate all this post show mayhem, she is letting me stay here for the price of free ninety nine. But I am going to buy her brunch tomorrow because I'm a dame. <laughs>
1: That's good. Valab Thank says, uh, uh, of all the shows out there, In Your House was one of them.
2: Hard to argue with that. It, like it is, I I think that this was a show. What do you think?
1: Uh I I agree. I am I am inclined to agree with the statement that In Your House was in fact a show. It um happened. yeah, it did. Um uh, NXT. Hot takes.
2: We're opening with some hot takes tonight. Here's, here's,
1: here's my hot take overall watching this thing. NXT 2.0 um, feels the most like NXT 1.5, as we christened it. Um, the, you know, the black and gold. What it was, let's say, over the past year, not two and three years ago in its heyday, but over the past year, for, you know, the year, maybe year and a half, it feels most like that on these nights, which isn't to say it feels like it. It just feels most like it, because while these are not still takeovers anymore, um, you they don't they don't usually fill your screen with a bunch of crap just to pad out runtime. And they let the wrestlers wrestle for the most part. Um, Sometimes they'll have an overproduced storyline match, which may or may not hit your personal buttons. But for the most part, they let the wrestlers wrestle. And for uh, for all of the talk we do about these people who are like fresh out of the NCAA playing whatever sport they were and decided, hey, I'm not going to go pro in this. I might as well try wrestling. And they've had six weeks of training. Let's put them on TV. There are those. And usually those people aren't on the pay-per-views. But the people who are do have something. They either have some indie experience or they have some are training elsewhere they're amateur they have amateur backgrounds usually they're pretty good at carrying the story or the character that they're portraying so they get rewarded by being on these shows so you cut the fat all the crap that goes around nxt 2.0 is excised and what you have right now is the lean filet mignon as as close as it can get to that of this show and so you're watching it, and it what it looks like to me when I watch it is I go, This is a this is an obviously worse version of what NXT Black and Gold was. And I think they knew that with the people they had around and with the what the talent uh, cuts that they knew they were going to make, rather than just doing a worse version of what NXT black and gold was and keeping it like that all the time. They said, let's do something off the wall, crazy, wacky pants and see if it works. It's better than just doing something the same, but worse. Let's do crazy different and terrible for the weekly show and then let them wrestle once a few months on these pay-per-views. And it made me feel even sadder watching it. Cause I was like, like there are certain moments from the night where I was, feel, I felt like, Oh, that feels like a black and gold moment, but nothing felt like a black and gold match. And, and so I, I, I will always pine for those days. Um, but if there were moments where I was like, so, so-and-so would fit right in with the old days. I think with a few more months of seasoning, the creeds could have fit right in to that Glory Days tag division. And so getting to see them have success tonight made me feel good as an old NXT head. Santos Escobar, absolutely, and his boys belong in that old thing. I, As much as I love Tony D'Angelo, I don't think his act works in the old black no. and gold. But I think he's the best thing going about 2.0. It's a weird thing where you watch these these, not even monthly specials anymore. There are several monthly specials um, that uh, where you, I kind of able to sit back and see where are we now with this 2.0 experiment? Cause to me, it still is an experiment.
2: I, the, okay. So they took all the horniness and the backstage crap out of the pay-per-views, which yeah. helps tremendously. Like most of the parts that make this feel like high school are absent on pay-per-views and you just get good wrestling matches, which is really, really good. The one thing, and I say it with great hesitation because I don't want it to be misconstrued (laughs) that I feel like NXT 2.0 might have over the old brand is that it does have more variety. I'm not saying that variety is very good. But I am saying black and gold didn't really have any relief in it. Like it was mostly just very sports based, serious matches all the time um, for the most part. So if you're someone that likes. Like, I'm OK with the occasional zany character. You can give sure. me it. You can throw in a Dan Housen every now and then. Uh-huh. You can take risks like what they're doing with Tony D'Angelo, which is working. Um you didn't really have a Tony D'Angelo. Now the type of wrestlers that were on black and gold are my favorite type of wrestlers. (laughs) So I didn't tire of that, but a mainstream wrestling audience, I feel like very often can tire of that. And that's why it's good to kind of have a wrestling buffet a lot of times in your programming, which is something that um, we got tonight, which I think is a positive sign. And You're right in that it's just so tricky because it's like if the end goal is to get called up, what are you getting called up to is such a tricky thing. Um, And you can't exist here for very long by their protocol, and you don't want to exist here for very long by nature. Um, The only thing that has translated well, and not perfectly, but well, um, in my opinion of the the reboot, has been Guthrie. Like, I think they've done a decent enough job with him on the main roster. um. But, yeah, I thought tonight was... It's hard to say it's a positive sign because I know what's going to come Tuesday. Like, I, <laughs> I don't have faith that this is going to pivot the weekly programming. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, it was a a much better wrestling show than we normally get. And I would say that was true about stand and deliver. Like there was a lot of booking I didn't like, but there was a lot of in-ring that I did. Um, What also concerned me, I noticed tonight was there were some stars of their future that are absent from tonight's show, which is interesting. Like they still think Von Wagner's the guy. They still think Grayson Waller's the guy and they didn't even have matches. So um now Carmelo did and Braun did, and I think those are your two slam dunks. But if the guys that they are pegging are not even on your show, that's like that's a, that's a thing, right? So you have yeah. to be, I think, realistic about that.
1: Yes, agreed. Um, and, and listen, yeah, a creed. Um, and if um, if there are people who are in this who are like. I love NXT 2.0. It can do no wrong. This might not be the show for you, but I will say tonight was good. So we're probably not going to, you know, have as many problems with it. Um, uh, as, uh, listen, I only watched the pre-show, uh, on mute. So whatever the hell Idris Anofe and Malik blade were doing, I don't know. It was, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I'm never, I'm not going to comment on it. It's not for me. Um, so like, that was that. Um, I will, I, would, I will mention the one part that was not, wasn't on mute for was Sam Roberts listing the all the women who have held the NXT Women's Championship and how Wendy Chu doesn't belong in that category. And one of the women he listed as being a champion in the past was Bianca Belair, which, nope, should have been, but nope. And nobody corrected him on it, and we just moved on by because we'll lie. We're just going to lie about stuff. Sure. Yeah, why not? Why not lie? They're Um, lying
2: about Wendy Chu not being a great wrestler.
1: I know. That's also true. Um, uh, Andrew the Giant says, tonight was an easy watch. I've learned that if you go in with low expectations, these shows over deliver. I I honestly think that if I was not watching the weekly NXT 2.0 product, and I just tuned in whenever they did one of these on the cock, on the peacock, that I would would be like, hey, that's not so bad. But I think because I'm watching every week and I see what they what they do with these characters and these storylines on a week-to-week basis, um, I, I can't help but go, all right, this was good. Are you going to put that put any of the good stuff into your weekly show? Probably not, right?
2: I would say that's also true about the main roster. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I would also say that yep. a collection of great exhibition matches is not why I watch professional wrestling on a weekly basis. Yeah. So, um, this this was a, a much stronger night than we usually get, right. but you can't throw booking and what this if it doesn't mean anything, then what's the point? Right. I can go watch one great episode of television.
3: Right. That's, I
2: can't say that's that I'm a fan of their show because I watched yeah. that one great episode. Yep. So, um, yeah, a Michael little Osper a little saying... up and down.
1: <laughs> NXT 2.0 is a box of bean boozled. Sometimes you get tutti frutti, sometimes you get vomit. Speaking of the latter, here comes Veen Weigner. Wee- um, hey, uh, Vein wiegner has got a match next week on the 2.0 on Tuesday. We'll cool. be reviewing that against Good. Double Vest. So
2: that game. that'll be
1: that'll be fun. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, Mark Will actually did an over or under 1.5 on the Sour Graps uh, Society community, Twitter community we have. Mark Will says, over or under 1.5 Uh, crazy weird-ass finishes for this for this show. And he says, I guess it was the under when it came to stupid finishers. Somehow an entertaining show for the horny brand. And we've got the best recap team in the biz to make it all better. Glad to be sour and fun with you all. Thank you, Mark Will, for being here. You're the greatest. Um. So, let's talk about the opening. Uh, um, Legato is is great. Uh, They're so cool when they walk out to the ring. I'm watching them and I go, these guys are absolutely a top-tier act in the biggest company in the world. They are a top-tier act. Um, If Roman's not going to be around, um, the, the top thing on SmackDown should be Legato Del Fantasma. Like that's like that. Like I don't I don't know. Like if they're just they're just great. Um, and it, it it's it's they're too good to be on this version of NXT. I'll I'll just say it. I mean uh, to me they're just it just doesn't work uh, doesn't doesn't make sense to me. But um, I'm I'm uh, I was a I was a big fan of how cool they were coming out. I did think it was kind of I don't know, um foreshadowing when they dropped their two giant banners, one of them like fell halfway and was all like, didn't, it was like, it didn't work out for that banner. And I was like, oh, that's probably a bad sign. Um. Uh, but um, I thought that was great. I also loved the, the narration piece as Tony, uh, Tony and the boys, Tony, Tony and the Goombas uh, made their entrance through a parking garage you know, maybe if we had a parking garage for NXT instead of a parking lot, maybe there would be, you know, less homicides attempted in the parking garage, but maybe more. You never know. Um anyway, I thought that that, that entrance was great. Uh the, the narration was fun with A.J. Galante. Um and I went into this match thinking Legato is the best the, the better act, but you cannot take the legs out of Tony D'Angelo as he's moving up evidently they think, I don't know. I don't agree with this. They think that Santos has reached his ceiling. Um, and like there, there's not going to be North American champ anytime soon or, or top champ. So if he's reached his ceiling, then you have to use him to move up somebody else up the cart. I, I think, San, I think Santos uh, and the boys could have won. Um, instead, they've decided to go with uh, Tony D as the Don. I think that will work. But uh, I did want to mention, um, there was, this was actually a really fun a mix, uh, a six-man tag. And they did something uh, that I thought was, was they, they were dotting the I's and crossing the T's. When they come out and uh, they instruct the ref, hey, check over there in that corner for a crowbar, you know, because they, they plant stuff in the ring, says Legato. And so the ref does. He's like, oh, I found a crowbar. And then when, when, um, when uh, Tony D gets in there, he's like, checking that corner for brass knucks, and there aren't any. And, and so like, uh, okay, okay, well, here we go. Well, now we're all even. There's no, nobody's got any things. Of course, that's not the case. And Electra Lopez has smuggled in the brass knucks, which she passes to Santos Escobar at the end of the match. Uh, and hidden they apparently hid two crowbars just for such an occasion, and one crowbar was then passed on to Tony. Um, but a whole kerfuffle ends up with the wrong people being hit by those things. And then a a little, a little, a little spot I loved, which was, uh, I think it was, it was either stacks or two, two dimes, got hit in the face by the crowbar and then was shoved over and fell on top of, uh, Joaquin Wilde, who had been hit in the face by the brass nuts and pinned him while unconscious. Uh and I thought that was a very clever way to get to the finish of this match. Um, and as always, uh Tony D and Santos's reactions to, to the way the match played out made everything the cherry on top.
2: Okay, so I know Tony D is your boy. Mm. And I love Tony D too, but to me, God, the legato is so good. Santos Escobar is just he unbelievable. Is. There was um a standing Huracanrana in here that came out of nowhere. And I just, I think about all the times that Escobar has either done some sort of offensive maneuver that I haven't seen before or used an old offensive maneuver in a way that just so perfectly executes the storytelling that he's trying to get across. And, uh, he's just fantastic. I think bloodline versus Legato could be very, 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 very fun. Um, I don't, have faith that they'll do it but i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility um but i i i just for a story that was built about two crime families essentially playing chess with each other and trying to outdo each other this could have gone wrong on so many levels and it's it's actually been executed really really well in my opinion and i just i i just think santos escobar and and the whole legato stuff is is some of the best in ring storytelling that you can find on television. And he's done it in so many different contexts and made so many people look good, like truly, truly invaluable. And I loved that we saw the story that they were building carry over into the match tonight. Like we don't always see that, but like the spots that you mentioned of like checking each other's corners for, the brass knocks and and oh, the crowbar and, and the way they just kept escalating out doing each other I thought was so fantastic. I'm, I'm
1: going to let you get back to it. I'm one one second I wanted to, I would call attention to as the match started Tony D and Santos not taking their eyes off each other
2: from yes. across
1: the ring both standing on their in their in their own corners just staring daggers at each other for like 2 3 straight minutes. That was really cool. I I think these guys above all else both of them are are great showmen. Yes. But like they really know how to do that part of of the stuff that like brings you in like the little extra stuff that makes it more fun to watch at least for me.
2: I also really it is. It's all those little things. Like it's um I had in my notes that uh, I just loved Santos's facial expressions in this match because how many times do we see someone kick you out for the third time at two and a half and someone go, yep, like, he does such a great job in this match of just being, just, what is it going to take to put this guy away? Like, so authentic and real. Um, I've just really, really loved it. I think this was a a really... Great story that's been told. I actually hope it does continue. And I think that, like, this was also the perfect thing to open the show. I don't think this closes the show, obviously, because of the title match. But I don't think you can throw this in the middle. Like, this had a big fight feel. This has had a really, really great story going into it. And because it's a little unorthodox and was going to be so high energy, like, the spot, like you mentioned, of people just staring at each other for two to three minutes. Mm -hmm. Like... Fantastic! Like that feels like we're kicking off a major event with this match. So I really yeah. have only good things to say about this, which is fun. We don't always get to do that.
1: Yeah, Balab <laughs> says I will say one thing: the start of the opening six man hurt my eyes. Way too many camera cuts happening way too fast. Well, that's 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 just that's just par for the course now, isn't it? everything everything has too many camera cuts. Uh, we we Kate, you and I both like Legato. We think they're can't miss. Yes. Mark Losper says, the got all main roster can't miss. Just like Undisputed Era and Hit Row.
2: I mean, Undisputed Era, I'll give a little bit of a pass to, because some of that was a choice of leaving in, in some respects. Hit well, Row will listen, baffle they, me to they the were other in
1: one. they were in NXT for a lot longer than they should have been, if you had any idea what they could have done on the main roster. That's the other thing. I think that they were they were ready a year into them being together, they were ready to go on the main
2: roster. Sure. I think Except that for goes, they were too short. That goes back to the overall issue of what was old NXT? Like mm. what was their identity? Were they sure. a third brand? Were they actually mm. developmental? Um, because if you have guys that want to stay there, that certainly doesn't sound like developmental, right? So yeah. Um, but but yeah, that I, a a valid point in that in that super chat for sure, but this is Now under Vince's umbrella a little bit more. So you hope for the best, but um I I will be cautiously optimistic, not foolishly. I've learned that lesson over the past two years.
1: Speaking of uh hoping for the best, but also being foolishly optimistic, Lash Legend. Uh Lash Legend cuts a promo after watching an Alba Fire thing, and she's like Tatum Paxley's there and says, like if you stop talking and running your mouth, go challenge her to a match. Uh and Lash Legends like, I don't wanna, basically. Uh, and so Tatum says, I will. And so we're getting Tatum packs of Mr. double fire. Um, uh, I like Lash Legend to me debuted as a talk show host. And then they were like, Hey, do you want to wrestle? And uh she was like, Sure, I'll give it a try. Uh and and they were like, All right, good, good to know. Um, let's keep trying that on television while you do not improve. And so I'm, I'm kind of done with, with the last legend uh, thing as well. I, I I don't know. I don't know where we can go with this uh unless we're seeing marked improvement during training that is not showing up whenever she wrestles on television. I don't know where that goes from here.
2: I feel like I don't know what her strengths are. To, to I, be honest. I,
1: I think she could be a great mouthpiece for somebody. The problem sure. is, is she's bigger than everybody else, so they don't want. They will never. Vince will never, ever, ever let a manager be bigger than their person they're managing. So you'd have to like manage, I don't know, Raquel Rodriguez or something. Like, like it would have to be that. And even then, I think they're pretty much the same size. So, like, that's just not a thing that Vince ever allows. So, that's a problem.
2: I mean, yes, and part of this is. Is the trajectory that they put her on right? Like to your point, they gave her a talk show. She had like two episodes, a very inconsistent talk show. I don't, I don't know when to tune into said talk show. Seems like a bad TV deal. But um, I yeah I, I don't I don't know what's next for Lash Legend. I don't think she's beating Alba Fire at any point. <laughs> uh, she's better
1: kind than of Shanky because she she's definitely shorter than Shanky. Shanky's, Shanky's, Shanky scrapes the sky. Don't you know?
2: He dances. Did you know he dances? Yeah. To the distraction of everybody?
1: Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, then we got uh, Toxic Attraction versus Caden Kaden and Katana. Caden uh, and Katana came out through the crowd um, where they light up shoulder pads. And that wasn't the weirdest entrance for this match. Kate, did you catch this? because it made me howl with laughter. I missed it on the first time, and I saw somebody reference it on Twitter, so I had to go back and watch it. A car pulls into the garage from the parking lot, and out of the driver's side door gets Mandy Rose, and out of the passenger side door gets um uh, JC Jane. And walking in from off stage is Gigi Dolan. She did not enter in the car. She was not part of. She was not in the car. The car is a two-door car. So, in, rather than trying to like have her fold herself out of the back seat, they just had her enter from off stage. Now, if they had actually kept the camera tight on Mandy Rose as she walked out of the driver's side and then walked over to the other side where she met up with the other two women, maybe we wouldn't have noticed. But because they're terrible at their jobs, it was a wide shot, and we got to see Gigi Dolan walking in from off stage as the other two women got out of the car. And I was wondering why Gigi Dolan wasn't allowed to ride in the car. That's not very nice. Does she have? Does she have bo? Is that what it is? Maybe
2: it's like a hazing thing. We don't know.
1: You never know. Um,
2: or maybe it, they're just because they're mean girls. She could be like, "Get in, loser. We're going shopping," or whatever she says.
3: I think. I think perhaps it is the body odor. Because this is why you and I would never let Brenda carpool with us. Don't get From me started all, on Brenda. Because, I mean, don't get me started I, on the I don't Brenda. Know what was and what was a chemical imbalance? So what was up with her? But she smelled like fish. She smelled like, like fish,
2: but, all but not the that time. kind of
3: fish. A different kind of fish. It was terrible, constantly, just all, all around it, the clock. Because she was always patting her hair because it was a big bouffant. So she always just let her pits fly, and it was terrible.
2: The whole reason we got into the water aerobics was because we were just trying to get just Brenda get to in the water,
3: the get her in the bath.
2: I can't. That's All I simply can't. Good to see you, uh, Linda.
1: We, we haven't we haven't done a, a Linda. It's thing been a while, while
2: since been, the Linda showed up.
1: It has. It has been. I don't know why it's been a long time.
2: Not explaining it to anybody on the nope, main. No, we watching will the not.
1: Show. We will not do Absolutely it. Absolutely refuse. It, we will not do that. <laughs> um shauna walensky says sending some love for my using my favorite word kerfuffle this was a much better show than expected by i am over toxic attraction get mandy off my tv sgs we'll talk more about mandy later um i thought there was a chance that the tag the tag straps would be changed hands tonight
2: there was a what
1: a chance, a Katana chance. There it is. Uh, <laughs> thank you for catching that. Um, I'm mad at myself for not catching it myself. Um, <laughs> I thought
2: there was a Katana that. <laughs> yeah.
1: A Katana chance. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, we we like to have fun. Um, so, thank you. Um, I thought it was a chance, a Katana chance, that they would actually do the tag straps changing hands tonight and then have Roxy win the tournament. And cash in and have a have a match versus Mandy Rose, maybe at Great American Bash, which they announced is going to be on a regular Tuesday night, J- July fifth. Maybe she'll win it there, and then send the whole deal, all taxical attraction, goes up to Raw, or sorry, not, no, sorry, goes up to SmackDown, and the three of them together feud against Ronda heading into Summerslam. I think, I think, uh, I think, what else do they have to do for? for what else do they have for Ronda on SmackDown? Cause it's not one of the six women in the six pack challenge last night. I'll tell you that if they could figure out a way to like market Mandy Rose back on the main roster, former NXT champion, all. And she's got, she's got an entourage. You could do that. Apparently they're not going to, they're not going to go according to my plan. Um, but uh, because toxic attraction, uh, GG and JJ uh, won their match tonight um, uh, via, uh, Winning the match clean, like there wasn't any kind of, I mean, not really clean. Like the other person who was in the match got in a shot on the legal member, but that's as clean as it gets, really, uh, with these people. So they won. They just they won. The like the the Caden and Katana got to do their four fifty splash neckbreaker thing, but the pin was broken up. So there we go.
2: Yeah, this match was exactly fine. Like, I didn't find there to be anything outstanding about it. I The only thing that I wrote down that was kind of negative about it was that J.C. Jane's punches were really bad. <laughs> they were not very good. But I also wrote down that I found out today that there's a porn star named J.C. Jane. So just keeping the lineage of not Googling um, wrestling names going here in WWE but uh yeah I thought this match was totally fine it didn't feel like a pay-per-view match to me um there was a little bit of a, a glimmer of hope in the build I definitely didn't think that the the tag titles were changing hands I was not on the same page with you about that but um this felt like a match that should have happened much earlier in their reign like they have defended the belts like twice so it would have been nice if they were having matches like this along the way to here. And there felt like something with more momentum was was built up for this. Like, say, I don't know, anybody that was in the Dusty Cup or whatever. Right. Um, but the match was perfectly suitable. Nothing too outstanding, in my opinion. Nothing too offensive about it, in my opinion. I liked that a bunch of people didn't run in and have an impact on the match. We get so much of that. I don't need, you know, you got rid of ECW already. We don't need to... Do that again um but i think that uh this was perfectly fine i think this was the most in tandem that katana and Kaden have looked like they actually were doing it wasn't just two people in the ring like this i felt like was a, a better showing from them as far as working together goes but yeah this was fine
1: i do plus says katie what was that name
2: <laughs> what jc jane
1: yeah i think so
2: yeah I my friend who I'm staying here told me that, so you can yep. take it up with her.
1: There you go. <laughs> um. Uh. Brandon Charles Powell says you guys are too much fun for me not to give a super chat. Well, thank you very much, thank Brandon you. Charles Powell. That's very nice. Um. So uh, uh. I guess to to add to this whole thing, we get uh, Ryan Sullivan saying, "I hate that Wade is a heel announcer and has to cheer for heels." Um. He's also he's all very he's very he's very um. Uh, uh, partial to toxic attraction, uh, carrying water for them whenever he can. Um, uh, that's the whole gimmick, I get it. But his, like, um, Vic Joseph just trying to be the objective guy, being like, uh, you know, uh, toxic attraction says that they're untouchable in the division. And like, well, of course they are.
3: They've been they've been champs for this many days. they of course they're the the
1: untouchable in the division. How else score else do you describe it? And I think like, like they've defended it twice. They've defended the title twice. That's it. So so like you know it's
3: they, they like, well I'm, only because no one is available that is
1: on their level. Like he's just, you know, that's just Wade the is thing.
2: like, help me, help you, man, help me, help you. <laughs> Um, I also appreciate that your Wade Barrett is just your William Regal who went to a Guns and Roses concert. So that's really fun. No, <laughs> like, no, like they're they're gruffer. different. He's
1: he's he's a he's a little he's a little lower class because because okay. Regal, Regal, Regal Regal is absolutely from the streets of Blackpool, but puts on what he thinks is a posh accent because it knows he'll get him in certain doors where he can pickpocket people. That's who William Regal is as a character. Wade Wade Barrett absolutely like grew up in the streets and he never left. That's 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 who he is.
2: All right, fair enough. It sounded just then like you like it was William Regal singing "Sweet Child of Mine." Um,
1: (laughs) But if you'd like me to do that, send in a humper chat or a super chat,
2: please. So, for those of you who might be joining us for the first time, a humper chat functions just like a super chat, but we get to keep a bigger percentage at Fightful, which coincidentally works out better for, for us and helps us stay employed. So if you want your question or statement right on there, please go ahead and send in your Super Chats and Humper Chats. And we read them in the order that the segments arrive. Um, I agree with Ryan. Like, the the heel announcer thing is is not my cup of tea. Like, that's never been my cup of tea. I do think Wade Barrett is one of the stronger announcers that they have. Like, in, in general, I like him. It's just frustrating when we see... Inauthenticity strap people's styles a little bit, which I think we get a lot. But I really like him, Vic Joseph. Not, not so much my guy. Um, but it, it's weirder to have a heel announcer and then just a neutral guy. To your point, like yeah. it's
1: a little bit of a, he's a tricky to keep combination. He fair and balanced, uh, and it's not working out for him because he's only got one talking head uh, that he's talking to, who just like, well, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know, invite on a differing viewpoint, Chuck Todd. But I don't know. Like, it's just not working out for him on Meet the Press, old Vic Joseph. Um, Mark Losper says, Alex accidentally said, taxic attraction. Now I'm imagining Mandy Rose is a tax agent who also can't wrestle that well. Now to see the, the tax agent, sexy tax agent, is very different than sexy accountant. It's true.
2: It's very they're, this, true. They're
1: basically the same thing, but they're different. So porn accountant, porn tax agent, they're very different. You can't, you can't, it's not like there's gimmick infringement there.
2: No, no, no. One crunches the numbers and one does the math.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Um, So.
2: But if you need a lawyer. Yeah. You go see a horse.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's right. (sighs) If you, if you need a lawyer. You take
2: Uh, Fallon Henley said, "If I win this tournament, when I win this tournament, I am showing my horse my contract." And the only explanation to that is that her horse is a lawyer. So there you go. If you have a contract, specifically a contract lawyer, a trial lawyer, probably more of like a zebra situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um.
2: You're welcome for all the wrestling analysis that we have here. (laughs)
1: Um, Carmelo Hayes. Versus Cameron Grimes.
2: Does he miss?
1: Well, he says he doesn't miss. Okay. Um, they interviewed him. Uh, I think it was during the pre-show. Again. Okay. So I guess I didn't have it muted for the entire time the pre-show was on. <laughs> but they interviewed him and uh, and he said, this is why I was like walking back and forth through the, through the room. But uh, he says, we all know Mello don't miss. And I just wanted... Uh, Mackenzie or whatever her name is who tonight was wearing the most ridiculous shoulder pads in her jacket. Like they made her square and then they went up in like little devil horns. And I don't understand where she got that jacket. Is that is that in now? Is the big shoulder look back, Kate?
2: I I feel like it's aggressive that you ask someone who shops at Express and JC Benny's. I please, don't know, but like no listen, attention.
1: I, listen I, I all I own are t-shirts and in the winter hoodies. That's all I own. I don't know anything about fashion. I just I assume you know a little bit more than me.
2: That's basically
1: my wardrobe too, okay, great, but
2: great. um
1: you I, I know you watch shows though where women who are fashionable appear.
2: <laughs> that is fair. I do watch terrible <laughs> reality television on occasion. Um I don't know about the big shoulder pad thing. I can't do Gen Z's fashion. I wish I could. But the mom jeans thing it does it does not look good. Uh, it makes me look like I have a poopy diaper. It's terrible. So I I was out at that, and then the middle part situation because that gives me a five head. Like I'm sorry, Gen Z. I can't I can't I can't keep up with it. I can't keep up with your Jack Harlow. I can't. I'm I'm out. But um, but I'm glad that we got to the bottom of that because I could not sleep last night wondering if Mello misses or not.
1: I, I just wanted somebody to be like, okay, so but when you lost the title, did you miss? Yeah, you, know, you you lost the title. Did was that was that did you did you shoot? Because Melo don't miss. Like maybe you didn't even shoot and that's why you didn't miss. Or did you shoot and miss that time? Also, there was another match that you had which was a three-way and you didn't win that match, but you weren't pinned in it. Did you miss then? Because you can't say Melo never misses because occasionally he misses. He just he rarely misses. He's shooting a very high percentage from the field. That's what we'll say.
2: Um, all I can think about is that LeBron meme. I think he was pointing to, was it Draymond Green who did not take that shot right at the end of the playoffs? Like, yeah, uh, that's now what I will think about forever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I feel like on occasion he has missed, I would say most of the time he does not miss, uh, as he is now a two-time holder, but
3: what are we even talking about? It.
2: I don't know. I never okay, know good. what we're talking about okay. when we talk about NXT. No, I know.
1: Um, and this was
2: a fantastic match. This
1: was a fantastic match. <laughs> Apparently, Melo doesn't miss when he's wrestling Cameron Grimes, who also very rarely misses,
2: except for DDTs on the apron.
1: Well, I mean, like or that. Missed. That missed, but 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 Grimes sold it as though he was killed by it. So uh, that that was that was fun. Um, I, I would, I would, I would, I would venture uh, a guess, or or perhaps you would also say, as I said, that this, um, that this match was magic. Okay. I
2: would, I would agree with that. I would say it's like the magic of a fresh morning.
1: Yeah, and on on this hypothetical magic fresh morning, what would you what would you eat?
2: Uh, I mean, something I can't even fathom because like I love eating cereal, but I don't want the carbs that are in it. I want something that's protein packed. And what, that just what isn't if, an option for me, you, Alex.
1: What if I told you there was such a cereal
0: that was
1: protein packed?
2: What?
0: Good news, Magic Spoon fans. You know, one of those flavors you loved growing up. Honey nut. It's there, magicspoon.com. They have it. It's delicious. I ate it this morning. It's wonderful. If you're trying to eat better, but healthy breakfast is kind of boring to you, Magic Spoon has you covered. It's got those amazing flavors like honey nut, but without all the bad stuff great as a snack throughout the day as well zero grams of sugar 13 14 grams of protein only four net grams of carbs in each serving and only 140 calories per serving keto friendly gluten-free grain-free soy-free low carb and you can build your own box available flavors include cocoa fruity frosted peanut butter cookies and cream maple waffle blueberry cinnamon and honey nut it's gonna be added permanently honey nut is added permanently What are you waiting on? Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Grab a custom bundle. Use our promo code Fightful to save $5 on your order. And how about this? They're so confident that you're going to like it. They've got a money-back guarantee. So if you hit them up and say, I don't like delicious cereal, they'll say, all right, here's your money back. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful.
2: Well... We got hit by porn bots in the chat. I yep. feel like we had a blue chew ad too. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give the porn bots no, the satisfaction no. of a cheap segue. No. I'm not gonna do it, but no. I will say they know their target audience because this no. is normally a very horny brand, but we have a fantastic match to talk about.
1: People talking about JC Jane, then the porn bots show up and you got Sean screaming about honey nut. Speaking of honey nut, no, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Um, we'll get there. Oh, we'll um, get there. Uh, yeah. So Carmelo Hayes and Cameron Grimes had a great match. Um, uh, my, my, my question is this: Why did we take the title off of Cam, uh, out of Carmelo Hayes to begin with? That to was do, the indes-
2: to th- do this. I don't understand. Yeah.
1: To, you know, if, if this is what you're going to do eventually later, unless we're planning on like a, a hot potato thing through the summer. Where like they trade it back and forth a couple more times. I mean, maybe that's the whole thing. Like, these guys are so evenly matched. I don't know. Uh, maybe they don't want Solo Sokoa taking the belt off of Cameron Grimes. They'd rather him take it off of Carmelo Hayes, which also seems weird and short-sighted. I don't know. It's a very odd thing. The match was great. And honestly, I think Carmelo Hayes should be the champion here. But if you've done the if you've done the work to say, Cameron Grimes is our, is our North American champion. Then, to me, you should give him a reign longer than whatever this was. What was this? Um, two months. Two months. It was a two month reign. Didn't he win it? At, at just at,
2: about, yeah. And I don't Mania? even how many defenses. I can't even.
1: He he defended it. I don't know if he had like he may have defended it on like TV where it wasn't a big deal, but I know he yeah. defended it. In that triple threat versus Carmelo and Sokoa, that was great,
2: fantastic, yeah. Um,
1: but uh, yeah, and now we have this this hanging, uh, hanging, <laughs> hanging chat of a storyline, I suppose. Um, where I don't know, I don't like the whole thing was Solo Sokoa. After you beat Carmelo, I get next. I get next, and Carmelo Gam is like you got next, and so now it becomes like this thing of like, okay, so Solo Sokoa so get next when it's Carmelo's I don't know um I will say like Trick Williams continuing to get involved in the match over and over and over again the shtick wears me out a a little bit I think Carmelo is so damned good in the ring I think he should be able to win 95% of his matches without anybody helping yeah
2: especially something like this I I felt like it was unnecessary. It didn't directly play into the end of the match, but it kind of did. So that was a little bit of a bummer. There were a couple of spots in this match. Um, The What did I write down? The code breaker was incredible. There was like a really really cool, I don't even know what it was, but there was like a a scoop slam reversal thing that was out of control. That was really cool. His leg drop is insane. Uh-huh. Absolutely insane. Um, a, a fantastic match, probably my favorite match on the card. I would say, um, the tag match being a close second, but I, I really, really liked this. I feel bad for Cameron Grimes's dead dad. Um, that's sad. I feel like we didn't really get a payoff with this. Uh, but yeah, I feel like, this match was great. The booking, I really don't understand either because I just feel like, I feel like Carmelo versus Braun is like a, a big time situation. Like I, I feel like that match should happen and they should have yeah. that be for the title. Maybe they just, maybe they want Carmelo to be next.
1: Maybe they want to unify the North American and NXT Championship titles, Kate. Maybe they're going to be a big old title versus title match at the SummerSlam one of these deals. But Braun versus Carmelo. And then Braun wins
2: and goes away from TV like they did with their main roster champ because that's working out great. Yeah, that's yeah. probably won well, 1.5 I, million on I, Mondays. I was, I
1: was thinking whoever loses gets to go up and and then challenge Roman Reigns in the fall. Uh, and the young upstart uh, gets a chance to show what he can do. but Probably not.
2: Yeah, someone else called out a spot that I didn't understand what I said in my note. There was like a double Spanish fly from the middle rope. That was insane. I don't know if I've seen that.
1: Like the whole point of course. a Spanish fly is that um is that uh I I think you drop you 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 drop them on their belly and you pull them down what while you do it or something like that or maybe it's like you do it and you put them on their back. Whatever it is. The fact that they both landed in the exact same way, but one of them did it to the other one doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It was it was a very much like, oh, they both landed with the same amount of velocity, but one of them was hurt more. Um uh, is always an odd one to me. It was beautiful and athletic, but I, I don't I questioned the logics of the move.
2: That's fair. That's I think cool. I was very thrown off by what it was. Like I yes. I was a little confused, but yeah. I'm always impressed when there's something that happens that I haven't seen before and it's not a botch. So right that was cool. Uh,
1: Mark Quill says the por- porn bots were clearly trying to solicit the advice of the porn lawyer on top of trying to undermine AEW. Oh.
2: It's a horse lawyer. It's a horse lawyer. A porn, and a porn accountant, accountant. And also a porn tax agent.
1: Yeah. Uh, Ricardo the Mark says, I also have a five head. Solution, save my head. So Bangs. Bangs. <laughs> Solution. bangs, bangs, you know, it's all about the huh? bangs. Um, uh, Jake Salazar brings up a point. No Grayson, wallah!
2: No yep. Grayson, no, no, Vaughn were something that popped out to me because those are two people they see as stars that were not booked for this pay per view.
1: Jake Salazar says, why not unify them all to make the 24-7 WWE North American Universal United Intercontinental States NXT champion? And then put them all on Roman, and then have Roman take a six-month vacation.
2: Also the hardcore title, why not?
1: Yeah, just, br- just and the European title. Bring titles. back,
2: yeah, let's bring, bring back, back titles the European to unify, yeah. Titles. Yes. I like yep. it.
1: Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> Matthew Plus asks... Do you get paid extra for covering NXT weekly, like mm-hmm. how shift workers get time and a half for overtime and holidays because it's so undesirable? No, but we should.
2: No, but I've made that joke to Sean several times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Jake, Hal- Jake Salazar, with our uh, customary "bum bum," well, I'm a horse girl. "Bow bow," well, I'm a horse girl. "Bow bow." I, I was like to gonna join him. in,
2: but I was like, I'm gonna let him take this one. I got I like a commentary to... and a post show to do tomorrow.
1: Yeah,
2: I can't I like... Billy gun my voice.
1: No, and Mark Losper says, um, given the uh, given the rate that Vince takes advantage of modern cutting edge memes, Lash will be back in 10 years as a vampire screaming, I'm beginning to morb. It's a it's a whole, like there was a bunch of there was some memes about Morbius the terrible vampire Marvel movie Morbius starring Jared Leto Leto, um, and the memes got some traction but they were all ironic, and it it convinced the studio to re-release it in theaters because they thought oh people will watch it as a joke, and nobody did it made eighty five thousand dollars oh no and, and and it's like oh well. Not working out. Um, that's not great.
2: That's not like the room, you know, um, like that's not how that is. No.
1: Jake Salazar says, I will super chat that every time horses come up. There you go.
2: Anytime horses come up, and like I can just say some fun horse facts, and you'll super apparently, chat
1: that. Apparently, apparently, he's he's if he if Jake Salazar is a man of his word, he will. Uh, I'm getting Jake into Salazar. The
2: pockets of Jake Salazar today.
1: <laughs> Jake Salazar says, Vince is gonna push trick. Because Trick is taller.
2: Oh, boy. Like, I would laugh at that, but it's it's not funny how true not that could possibly be. out of the realm be. of possibility. Yeah. Though today I was like, you are under the Shawn Michaels umbrella, aren't you, Carmelo? Yeah. <laughs> like, he was fantastic tonight. So it was Grimes, not to take anything away from him.
1: He was great. Uh, Mark Losper, uh, helpfully telling us that it did not sell one more billion tickets.
2: It didn't.
1: Morbius more more did not sell Morbillion. Um, uh, Andrew the Giant says, Cody's going to roll up Roman at an award show. Because 24-7 rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got Mandy Rose versus Wendy Chu. Uh, I liked Wendy Chu's um, entrance because it involved <laughs> her having a dream and then waking up, and she did not wrestle in a sleeper. She wrestled in like a little... Uh, I don't know. A onesie like windbreaker tracksuit, suit? yeah. <laughs> yeah, which was very cute. Um uh and uh Wendy Chu can wrestle. She can really go. Um they have saddled her with this thing, whatever this is, and she is knocking it out of the park in every way with her characterization. Um and then they actually gave her a fucking title match with that gimmick. That gimmick belongs nowhere near a title. It doesn't like unless it's the twenty four seven title, that gimmick doesn't belong anywhere near a title. It, it will. It, it, I'm I'm sorry. That's just my own personal thing. That much of a goofball cannot take it seriously. Gimmick has a place in wrestling, but not near the top title for the women. Um, however, Wendy Chu said, "I don't care about all that. I'm going to go out and wrestle a damn match and make it look great." Every every moment of it looked great, as much as I can do to make it look great, because she did, because she's great.
2: There have been certain things in 2.0 that have won me over that I initially wasn't in love with. The first was probably Diamond Mine. I was like, this isn't going to work. It worked. Uh, Wendy Chu was the second. I, I didn't understand why we were going from a 5,000-year-old dragon lady to this. Uh, She knocked both out of the park and what's even more impressive is that she should have been near two titles, right? She and Dakota probably should have had either a tag at least, if not a run if not like a short run, a transitional run with them, should have maybe won the Dusty and lost for them or something Um, because they actually got me emotionally invested in that. So not only has Wendy Chu knocked this gimmick out of the park, she has gotten this gimmick that should be a joke in my opinion what should be near two titles so that's an incredibly skilled professional wrestler so good on her i loved the outfit i loved um you could see that this wasn't true slippers i will say this is the first time i saw like slipper covers instead of (laughs) slipper covers over boots um but this i felt like was the best mandy has looked maybe in her reign, truly. Like, I I feel like Wendy just understood how to make her look good and, like, the pace to work at and the submissions that made it so that Mandy looked like she was in pain even though she's not the best in the world at selling. Like, I just, this was, to me, the, I'm trying to think of the other matches of Mandy's reign, but I, I can't really recall any that were in the same ballpark as this. Um, can you,
1: um, well, no. And I think that the thing of it is, is that, um, it's, it's just the way WWE books their talent. Um, I I think, I think Mandy, um, is more talented than she's allowed to show in her, in most of her matches because she is the protected hot heel. So, as the champion, she's going to win every match via her some kind of interference, chicanery, whatever. Because that books for heat. For the for the kind of heat, like, oh darn. Oh, I really wanted to see her lose because she's just so arrogant. What a mean girl she is. I really wanted to see her lose, and then and then all of her friends cheated to help her. I am so angry that she won. Mm. When really you could just have her win because she's better. And that to me books for just as much heat, if not more. Because I really I hate her because of all the stuff she does in the antics outside of the ring. And then when she gets in the ring, I hate her even more because she's so damned good. Like that, like that's like what 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 that's what that's what Kenny Omega was as champion. Because he was he was a goofball out of the ring, and you hated him for his antics and all the shit. But like, but when he got in the ring, he was the best in the world. Like that that kind of a thing you can do that. It's harder. I would throw with...
2: MJF in that category as right. as sure. doing it best, um, because he wrestles so rarely too. Right. That all you have is access to antics.
1: Well, um, up
2: until a couple of weeks ago.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> this the reason why this was so successful, is because against somebody like let's say Raquel Gonzalez or uh, now Raquel Rodriguez or Dakota Kai or, or Io Shirai or now Alba Fire before Kaylee Ray. The point of those matches was that Mandy Rose wasn't better than those women and she had to have something like uh, else to to win. Um, and I agree she's not better than those women. Like I think those women are all better than Mandy Rose, but she was made to look like she wasn't actually going to win the match. And then she won the match in this match. Nobody backstage wanted anybody, any of us to have any inkling, any idea that Wendy Chu was going to win this match. And then Wendy Chu made us believe in her. At least we like her, but nobody actually was going to win the match. That was no, that was never a chance, but because Mandy Rose was booked to be on top, throughout the whole match, even when she was taking offense from Wendy Chu, the whole point was that she's better than Wendy Chu and she's just going to show it eventually. So when she nails those two sick looking spine busters, it's not because like she got one over on her. She's just better than Wendy Chu. That was the story that they were telling with her in this match. And they don't book her against women like that normally. So that's what it is. It's more of like them saying, Wendy Chu has no chance of winning this match, so let's book the match for that, and that's whatever it is. Um, I even felt
2: like executionally, though, like, this. I agree with you that the story was better and it was agented better, but I felt like the pace was incredibly helpful and some of the, like, submissions, there was some stretch that she got her in that I was like, this is, like, what Mandy should constantly be trying to get out of. Like, this, it just, it felt a little bit more... um,
0: Dot com slash fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help. That's better dot com slash fightful.
2: Well, I felt like.
0: Right.
1: Um, bonus baby. No. You no. nobody is doing that.
2: Well, hold on.
1: Well, I am saying is that the philosophy of booking your heel champion to just be a good wrestler and better than the person they're wrestling on that night, I think is a tried and true way of booking your heel champion. A great example of people doing that was Kenny Omega. I don't think Mandy Rose and and Kenny Omega are remotely in the same universe.
2: Correct. Kenny Omega had no parts on his body that worked and had vertigo and still Gave us an incredible title reign. So
1: yeah. Um. So um, Wendy Chu at one point tries to take down the sleeves of the windbreaker. The thing about windbreakers is, though, Kate, the lining of them is usually not made to be against skin because it is very sticky, and so if you sweat. While wearing it, it'll 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 attach itself to you. Usually people will wear a long sleeve t-shirt under a windbreaker because it's made for more of a chilly type of weather. As we can see from her taking off her windbreaker, she was wearing a sleeveless shirt underneath, and everything was sticking to her like mad. I think she was supposed to be able to like take down the the sleeves very easily, but it took forever, and that's too bad. But one thing that I love, and I don't know, have I never seen Wendy Chu actually win a match herself? Have I only ever seen her win tag matches where the other person was the person who got the pinfall or the victory? Because she seems to have a a signature sleeper hold. A, it's an inspired choice for Wendy Chu to have a sleeper sleeper hold. hold Yes, as a finisher. But she seems to wrap her arms around somebody and then put the sleeper hold like this and then with their with their head in there, she does a little night night thing, and I think that's great. But you need to have her win more matches doing that before you bring it out for the first time tonight and have the have the announcers react like, "Oh my God, if she locks this in, it's over for Mandy Rose." I don't know. I've never seen her win a match like that. You know, like uh, you know, that's that to me that was that that was that. Um, but she can't get it to work, and then she loses to the running knee. Um, she loses to basically clean. So yes, Wendy Chu beat Amari Miller. For forgive me for not remembering that offhand. Um, Honestly, I'll, I'm
2: impressed that person did so.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. I saw
2: some people talking about uh, Wendy Chu and Diana and ROH, which is a fantastic women's match. She yeah. wrestled as Carrie Q on the Indies. If you want to right. look up any of her earlier work, but. Yeah, she's she's a special talent, and she has knocked two very, very, very weird gimmicks out of the park in mm-hmm. the NXT. So good on her.
1: Yeah, um, Mark Osprey saying Kenny Omega and Mandy Rose are very comparable. They're both roughly sixty percent water.
2: It's true, and both of their names start with a consonant and then a vowel and have yeah. the letter N. So yeah. they're basically the same person.
1: Dante NYC says, "Have you guys seen Wendy versus Diana on ROH?"
2: Oh, thanks for sending that in via super chat because I saw it in the regular chat. So I wanted to call it out and you made it a fiscally responsible choice too. So Uh, thank
1: you. Jake Salazar says, Mandy Rose takes women's wrestling back 20 years. And I say, no, no. The people who are presenting her in the way they are, that's not her. She's not doing that. They're They're like, hey, let's put like Vaseline on the lens every time she walks down the ramp and linger over her breasts and belly button, and maybe even a little lower. That, those people, those people are trying to take wrestling back 20 years. She's not doing that at all. Like, that's not that's not a thing that she's doing. Um, I, I would argue they're not successful in doing that. Uh, but the people who want to make it more diva-esque, those are those people, not Mandy.
2: Alex, you know what? Was that? I feel like this is run by like horny old white guys right yes. like it's very clear and sometimes those guys have a little trouble in the sexual relations department particularly with with erections right we're not here to shame anybody we're actually here to help you mm. with such a thing and uh blue Chew is here to help and sean ross Sapp is here to tell you all about it
0: your penis is soft let me help not like that. Bluechew.com, code FIGHTFUL. Bluechew brings you the first chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but it's ready when you are or when you're not. It's not about having a problem. It's about having that performance, that excellent performance, that confidence. Fill out their online questionnaire. You'll work with an online physician. You won't have to wait in line at the pharmacy or the doctor's office. It's shipped discreetly and directly to you, and you get that first shipment free when you use that code FIGHTFUL at checkout. You want to be confident, don't you? You want that pay-per-view, that main event performance? Don't let yourself or somebody else down. Use bluechew.com and the code FIGHTFUL.
2: Look... That way you need less Mandy Rose in your life. Like you can, and no, no offense to her. I'm just saying, like, she's only on your screen on Tuesdays and pay-per-views. So I just think that it's important.
1: Yeah. Um, Jake Salazar says, I meant like her character, not the person. And I and I get it. I know you I know what you were saying, but but I, I've seen some people who are laying it at the feet of the character and of the person playing the character and conflating the two. I'm not saying you were doing that yes thank you for clearing that up Jay. i think um, she's
2: also she's not the best in the ring okay she's also super not the worst in the ring right like there's a lot of people that think she's like eva marie levels of um
0: yeah I,
2: not great in the ring and she's not she just no. there's a lot of really great women's wrestlers out there right now yeah. and she doesn't come close to a lot of them um but she is not as bad as a lot of people make her out to be in the ring. And oh, I, sure. I, I think that's unfair.
1: I, I also think that um, to me, I've just kind of grown tired of the whole toxic attraction thing. Sure.
2: I think a lot of people have.
1: And that's, that's just my own thing. Um, uh, I
2: can't say I've grown tired of it. Cause I was never into it. You know what I mean? Like in order to grow tired of something that I think you have to have not been. I mean, I, 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 I wanted to give it a started. chance.
1: Sure. I did. You're better um, than I am.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> I was Mark- not. Mark Losper says, Kendi Rosemega would be a dominant force.
2: Oh my goodness.
1: And Jake Salazar says, not as dominant as Mandy Ambrose. The
2: lunatic attraction. (laughs)
1: Lunatoxic attraction? Is that going to do (laughs) Lunatoxic?
2: I like it. No. You can have, like, the race car part of his theme go into hers, like, <laughs> and then their dumb, like, cock rock theme. <laughs> yeah.
1: Matthew Plus says, I'm just amazed Vince hasn't made her name Mandy Rosé.
2: Yet. 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 Oh, and perfect. Yet. You can pair it with Reggie because he was a sommelier.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Mark Losper says, I was going to combine more of Mandy and Ma- uh, Kenny and Mandy's moves together by legitimately have no idea what any of her moves are. She has um, uh, a running knee that's actually pretty good. And other she than does. that, I saw her do a spine buster today for the first time. They weren't terrible. So
2: yeah, they were actually pretty good. Yep, yeah. they're decent.
1: Jake Salazar says the toxic fringe.
2: <laughs> that's fun.
1: Um, okay, so uh, we now we come to my moment of the night. Um, we get uh, the Yes Boys. Um uh yes brunette and yes blonde um pretty deadly uh, yes versus Boys. uh the the creed brothers um what match did they fly in the creed brothers family for stand and the then deliver. Bo- stand and deliver and then booked them to lose correct um and they did this whole thing of like um they, they they give the birth dates of the of the creed brothers and like and they won their first tournament when one of them was five. And like uh, uh, they were like bored. like they, they came out of the womb and then Wrestling. locked up in a, in a head and arm. Like they were like the whole story, and then all the stuff and they like, they, and then they actually they uh, then they they gave the date that they won the titles, and that they this whole like full on vision board type graph thing, of what was going to happen. Uh, and they say, oh, they, they, it's so great. The, the Creed's parents are here. Uh, Mama Creed and Papa Creed. And they're, they're they're in the front row. And I sent you the message on Instagram. I sent you, Kate. I said, if these mother effers flew in their parents just to watch them lose again, I S2G. Um, and they didn't, thank God. Um, but I didn't. Up until that point, I I I could not foresee pretty deadly losing the belts this early uh, in their reign in NXT. Um, it did not it did not make a lot of sense to me. Um, I'm very happy that a wrong was corrected because the Creed should have won the belts a long ass time ago. Um, and they're great. Um, and this whole match played out really well. The the Toxic Boys. Um, sorry. Uh, yes, boys. boys. The yes boys. They're basically what they are. The yes boys. Um. Uh. Yes boy one. And yes boy two. Uh. They. They're. Um. They're. They're perfect foils for what they're doing with the creeds. They're. They're very talented wrestlers. Don't get me wrong. Um. They changed their names when they when they debuted in the states. I don't know which one is which. Prince and Wilson. Prince is the blonde one. Princess the blonde, okay. Blonde one, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Which one is which one is Elton and which one is Kit? See, see, who knows? It's yes, I better yes boy one and yes boy two, yes blonde and yes brunette. That's what we're gonna do. Um, <laughs> so that's who they are. That's great. Um, if they were, if their hair was the same color, all bets would be off. I sure. would never be able to tell them apart ever. Um, but. They're, they're very, very good in the ring, and they're telling the story to have the Creed's get their final crowning. And this was great, because the Creed's are awesome. And they have Julius be the guy who's in peril for the entire match. And finally, he tags in his brother, Brutus, who I just, you don't, I think there are other things you could do off the top rope. Just the cannonball thing, glancing on somebody on your way down, most of, the, most of the impact is on your own spinal cord. When you land doing on your tailbone from that height, it's, it's not a good idea. The problem,
2: I think, with that is it worked at stand and deliver because it was a triple threat. So there were more guys for him to land on, but everyone was like, holy crap, that cannonball. And now they've used it twice. You also don't want to overuse that spot this is not the best analogy but the thing that comes to mind the most is in aw there was like i don't know like in three months they used the um eating the tax spot three times or something and it's like well that kind of takes away from it like um you should not do that instead you should use that every so often so that it still has that same kind of like wow factor um but do you want to talk about your favorite thing in the world
1: um uh, I do. Um, Julius Creed, uh, I'm that that guy's got something. Like I like I like his brother Brutus, but his brother Bruce Brutus is uh, if you if you put forty pounds on him, he becomes clean shaven Otis. Like I guess Otis is now clean shaven as well. But like that's his his brother Brutus is is he's fine. He's really good. He's really fun to watch. But I don't see something in him that like now there's there's some more superstar potential there julius creed this guy is a really good looking kid he's super athletic incredibly strong i don't know if like so far i've not been impressed with his promo work he can get better in that area I, or you know
2: what they could do they could give him a
1: manager yeah they could they could have done that at some point they could have done that Um I. My God, that God. guy got up on the, tonight That guy got on the top rope, and did a shooting star press. That blew my friggin' mind. Um. Uh. We got here. We go here. We got somebody in this. In this is it says? Um. Nerguru says didn't watch a second of in your house, but saw the Julius Creed shooting star and holy Brock Lesnar. That kid is something else. If they didn't fire Stokes. Him and the Creeds could easily beat the Usos for the tag titles, but alas.
2: Well, if they didn't fire Stokes, he wouldn't be on AEW with Jade Cargill, so I'm not too bummed about that part because that worked out well, but I am bummed for the Creeds because I think... Well, I'm not bummed for the Creeds. They're tag team champions at the end of this. And And they should be. And they should be, and this match was fantastic. I don't want to, like take away from this match by putting it in a context. That's kind of a bummer, but here we are. Um, This would have been such a cooler moment if they did this at stand and deliver or.
1: um, Have them win that gauntlet match.
2: Have them win that gauntlet match. I just, they haven't been winning in a long time. And I did appreciate this on commentary. They said, you know, usually the non title holders don't really have stakes they have everything to gain and nothing to lose but in this case uh diamond mine breaking up was on their mind too so i appreciated that because that was like i know we don't always give you guys stakes here's double stakes and i was like good job i like them medium uh (laughs) this was fun uh my concern now is I really liked Malcolm Bivens because I really liked Malcolm Bivens, but I also really liked Malcolm Bivens because they really needed Malcolm Bivens. So if you call them up to the main roster, like they're just going to get sucked in with a shooshing Chad Gable or something. Like I don't um, have faith that they can carry this through, but for the moment, I think it's really good that they're the tag team champions. I think they're one of the biggest success stories of NXT 2.0 because um, I didn't have a ton of faith in them in the beginning and I feel like both in ring and storytelling wise they really really storytelling in ring specifically actually they really came along it's funny that you really like Julius because I do too but I actually really love Brutus like he's the one that kind of like immediately grabbed my attention because he is so much bigger and I feel like a lot of what he does is very impactful and he can do stuff off the top rope but that's awesome that you and I have like a different opinion on who your favorite creed brother is like i think that's really cool to be honest i don't know if i knew the difference between their names six months ago like they were just the creed brothers in my head so like mm-hmm. how cool is that that um they now have such strong identities individually and as a tag team that they are now holding tag team gold that they should have been holding forever ago i'm so glad this moment happened I just wish this moment happened at the right time because it would have felt yeah. way more monumental. And um, but I'm, I'm very glad that they have the straps. They deserve it. They've earned it. Right. And I don't think Pretty Deadly needs them. No. It's just it came out of such a muddy story that could have been such a cool one to begin with.
1: Agreed. Um, I, I do need uh, one of those digital exclusives where they interview the Creed's parents. And I need a hard hitting journalism moment from McKenzie or whoever asking the Creed's parents, why would you name your firstborn son, Julius, and his younger brother, <laughs> Brutus? Aren't you setting up something really, really? Like, aren't you tempting fate, perhaps? I just I, just need, I need an answer here before we go, please.
2: Um, I mean, they've basically been wrestling since they came out of the womb, like you said. So maybe they were like, look, you got your heel, you got your face, let's go. They wanted them from get... Yeah. including childhood, to be professional yeah. wrestlers.
1: Um, yeah. I. Uh, but anyway, like I love also, because it's my favorite thing that they do, That f- favorite move in all of NXT is the unnecessary clothesline. And it was so <laughs> unnecessary tonight.
2: It has never that, been less necessary. It has
1: never been less necessary. <laughs> After that shooting star press in that moment, him like getting off of whichever yes boy it was, and then going over and hitting the unnecessary clothesline just so he could do that to get the pin. I loved it because the, because you're, you're not allowed, if you're a Creed brother, you're not allowed to pin anybody without doing the unnecessary clothesline first. Look, sometimes
2: um, you just want to be sure. Yeah. You got to um, get the job done.
1: Uh, yes. Uh, uh, well, I love very helpful Andrew the Giant saying, their real names are Drew and Jacob. Yes, but in Kfabe. Their parents named them Julius and Brutus, yes. which is just weird. Um, uh, yeah, the yes. Um, I somebody asking Johnny Knight saying, uh, "Will Pretty Deadly get the belts back again?" I think it's inevitable. Um, they'll, they they may wind up getting them back from the Creeds um, later because apparently they're on a thing now where they like to just trade the belts. Um, have somebody have a short reign and then give it back. Um, or give it, a, give it a transitional champ, whatever. Um, I have a theory they, they for you. They just got here.
2: I have a theory for you. Mm. Do you think at some point they fall under the umbrella of Max Dupree?
1: Well, Sean Olensky says, "Yes, boys. Yes, boys. To uh, Max Dupree Modeling Agency. God help us if they are. Shooting star was ridiculous. It was. It was a. It was one of the most beautiful shooting star presses I've ever seen from a dude who's way too big to be doing shooting star presses. And um, just
2: like casually busted it out. Oh, like he. <laughs> I
1: I think. I mean, I don't know if they're ever going to do another War Games. Um, another. They, they, War games, battle Yuck. frolic, battle Yuck. frolic, Let's battle frolic. Uh, but if they do, we got to get Julius up on top of the cage. Cause I think that guy could do a double shooting star press from that from that height.
0: I oh really think God.
1: he could. He's that. He, have you seen their 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 workout videos? Yes. Like, like they're just like like he was doing box jumps on something way too tall, like way too tall. And then like his brother just hocked some like like ninety pound weight at him that he caught and then jumped up on there and then a few more box jumps. I then tossed it behind him like it was nothing. and then did a full front flip off the top of the box and landed it perfectly. Um, they're, they're nuts.
2: It's a perfect example of, I get really, um, on behalf of wrestlers and artists in general, I get annoyed when people use the phrase gifted and sometimes talented in certain contexts because I feel like it undercuts hard work. Receiving a gift and being good at something is really easy. Uh, Being great at something that requires a skill is a ton of hard work. And like, I love those videos because there's no way somebody naturally can do that at all. Like, that's just that's just pure hard work. And um, I'm glad to see it finally pay off for the creeds.
1: Yes. Yes, I Um, do think
2: they should be. the. I think pretty deadly with a couple character adjustments under Max Dupree could actually be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um and liven up the the main roster tag picture a little bit yeah and uh someone asked what they would model and obviously the answer is torsos
1: yes uh, d- uh side plates drew nicholas says <laughs> i just called them the two lord farquads
2: <laughs> fair enough
1: uh, Mark Quill says... But, like, we...
2: for real, let's think about the fact that we referred to them as walking loaves of white bread, and now they're, like, one of our favorite things in NXT.
1: Yes. Um, I... Oh,
2: Lord Farquaad's being pretty deadly. Sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah no, they, they were lumbering sacks of flour. Yes. Um And then they, then they were white AOP. Caucasians Ca- of pain. Caucasians of pain.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and these were all... These were all, like, the... Okay. Maybe... Maybe walking walking loaves of white bread was not out of love. Caucasians of pain was out of love, and that of was course. still early in their reign. But now they're the creeds. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm done like making jokes about it, except for the fact that when Brutus goes crazy and starts like raining hammer fists down on young boy number two, yes, boy number two. Uh, and I, he, I think like I said on a different channel about somebody else. He looks like an uh, an orangutan trying to open a coconut. Like it's just, it's just. Ah! Who did you say that about? Because it was on a show with me. It was I was a different show about oh, somebody else. My
2: goodness, but that's like that's cool. That's
1: it was about Butch because Butch does Butch. the same thing the hammer fists, going crazy. Um,
2: but like yeah. I I do want to take a moment to say like it's a developmental program and look at the development we've seen. Like that's good. Like we're trying to find good things here, and that's one of them. So it's nice to see that. I think. Braun has always been a home run. Carmelo has always been a home run. Yeah. I wasn't so sure about the Creeds. I think they, they're great. Holy yeah. horny chat. My God. God. Get out of here, horny butt! Naked
1: HD XYZ OMG.
2: Cheaper than Tinder.
1: Well, that's saying something. Um, Mark Quill says, That realization when NXT next month falls on my birthday... July 19th, which means there's a sour Graps too. Should be fun. In the meantime though, that tag title match was just great. The Creeds the one of the best parts of of 2.0. Yes, right now right now they are pure. And I can cheer them. They're pure and they're good and they're and they're wonderful and I can cheer for them. Don't <laughs> they <are> le- pure. <laughs> don't let me find out there's some stuff in the closet. Some skeletons in the closet. Don't let me find out they got a past. Because because it will it will hurt me so bad if these two pure, 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 pure boys have done some terrible things in their past.
2: No, if they had done terrible things, it would have been on the timeline that we saw tonight. It would have been like committed a felony or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would have been yes. like, we're wrestled in their high school, whatever. And then it yeah. would have been like arson.
1: Um Jake Salazar says, BRB, gonna check out that website.
2: Hey, you know what you could do instead of checking out those horny chats is you can send in Humper Chats yeah. at humperchats.com.
1: Yes. You know um, what we didn't
2: even do? What? We didn't even tell people to subscribe to Fightful Select for all the latest and greatest.
1: Especially if you like whatever the hell we're doing now and you want to see us do it tomorrow night about Hell in a Cell.
2: There you go. See? It's simpatico. Also, more developing news on the MJF stuff will be posted there all the time. Sasha Banks and Naomi updates will be posted there all the time. Thunder Rosa's frustrations in AEW got posted there. You're going to want to be subscribed to the Flateful Select if you're not. Nice. It's $5 a month. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, Nerguru says the Julius and Brutus name connection didn't even click until you said it, Alex. However, they should have a tag finisher called the Ides of March.
2: Uh, <laughs> I think we made that joke.
1: I think we months made that joke. Ago. Like when, when they were first, when they, as soon as they said Brutus and Julius, uh, I was like, so we know which one of them is turning on the other one when they inevitably break up. They've already determined it. They've already yeah. determined that Brutus is the one to be the one who stabs Julius in the back. We already know, you know.
2: Um, didn't I make up a third brother who was just named like Jeff? Yes. I, st- I still Doug? think that angle should. It
1: would have been Doug. It, it was something very generic and white. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I still think they should do
1: that. Uh, Matthew Plus says if I said a humper chat, will you read it? I don't if know. It depends a- on if Drew gives it to me.
2: Yeah, if it's appropriate. Or
1: if it's appropriate. You like to send, sometimes you send weird things.
2: Some of you send weird stuff. Stop. stop. Uh, We're not reading weird shit on air.
1: Um, Braun Brickaker faced Joe Gacy. There was a couple of Joe Gacy promo things where he got to laugh. He was gonna change the world if he I, I I I still question his his methods. If if it if the end result is change the world, there is no step along the way that involves becoming NXT champion. I was gonna I, say
2: I think no. you underestimate the power of the NXT championship. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes you have to get the NXT championship to turn tag teams you once loved into druids.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Step one, become NXT champion. Step two, question mark. Step three, change the world. Got it. (laughs) Um, I will
2: forever make the underpants gnomes jokes, guys. Yes. I love South Park.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) So during the match, needlessly, we got, Wade Barrett Bar- calling back twice to the inclusiveness chapter of the Joe Gacy character, which never needs to be re- referenced again. Thank you very much. Um, uh, and listen, the whole gimmick for this entire match is can Gacy piss off um, uh, Braun Breaker enough that um, that he loses his mind and, and gets disqualified because if he gets disqualified he loses the title in this stipulation and i wanted i wanted them to actually be clever about it instead they were like what if i slap you in the face will <laughs> that make you hit me hard enough to how about if i slap you again huh hey would you like to use this chair and hit me right here you should do it uh just seems like it was too much um yeah uh yeah i don't need i don't need to do I don't need to do. There was just a little too much of that. I wanted him to do like something clever, If like if like do something clever, like put on the Titantron, um, Rick Steiner being tortured while he was kidnapped, like, pl- like really pl- Like we videotaped this, and you know, like, and this is a thing that you know. Do yeah, that. they just showed him his own football highlights? Right? Like yeah. I don't know. <laughs> mm.
2: Yeah, I'd be like, hey. Where'd you get my home videos? That's weird. Anyway, like that's not um, a reaction. I found the, I'm finding out that the, the ref spot was very polarizing because I did not like it. And a lot of people did like it. Um, The diving in front of a moving train ref spot with the other referee. Um, But I'll say this too. A few weeks ago, you made me laugh very hard because you said, my toxic trait is what no matter how good a match is, the finish of it, if it's bad, I I can't <laughs> I can't call it a good match. I am almost on the other end of that. That like if the story doesn't call for it, it's hard for me to get into it. And um I would rather someone have no story if it was just like, you know what, your best, my best. When you do a rematch that feels as unnecessary as this, it was really hard for me to kind of, to, to be perfectly honest, to get into this match from jump. That's not a knock on the performers. That's a knock on the creative direction of this feud. Um, there were some spots in it that I actually really liked from Gacy. There was some really hard hitting stuff in here. I just uh-huh. feel like this does not belong in a world title program. And if Bray Wyatt comes back tomorrow, which we would talk about a lot on Fightful Select, I really don't know what you'd do with Joe Gacy. Um, But the match was fine. The right outcome happened. Um, Oh, you know what we didn't talk about in the Creed match, by the way? Was that they took the ending from Double or Nothing's championship match. (laughs) There was a whole spot with the title where he was like, am I going to use this title that is now conveniently oh, in my hands? Oh, yeah, yeah. I well, was like, yeah. mm, we just saw that a little too recently. I guess
1: um, I, I didn't want to remember that because I wanted to remember the, the Shooting Star Press instead. <laughs> no, but I wanted i wanted to remember the Shooting, <laughs> yeah, the shooting, star, shooting press star Press instead. Yeah. I wanted to have a good memory of that match. Thank you for bringing that up.
2: Sorry. I'm sorry. Most of it was great, but I was just yeah. like... This happened less than a week ago. You can't run back that ending. Um, sorry, that just clicked into my head as we were talking about this. I forget why. Oh, because I didn't, I just, something was not clicking with the, like, Gacy is playing mind games and Braun is bought into them. I don't feel like there was enough suspense built in the match
1: uh-huh.
2: where at any point that I thought it was actually a danger. I guess that's it. That's what made it fall flat to me. We're talking through this like it's therapy. I'm glad we discovered this about why I wasn't into this match. I at no point had bit into the idea that Braun was angry enough to get himself disqualified. Um, right. So that made this match fall flat for me. Was the execution of it clean? Sure. Was the story in it solid enough? Fine. But with something so weird, you need to have my investment for it to work. And they didn't have that.
1: Right um yeah uh, uh Orion ryan ben says uh how doesn't braun know the eddie guerrero chair spot now that's not on braun not knowing about it that's on the ref because the spot you're talking about is where um gacy brings in a chair smacks it on the ground tosses it to braun and falls over and the ref looks at braun because he's been distracted by one of the druids and the ref's like, did you use that chair on him? Did you? Did you do it? If you did it, I have to disqualify you. Did you use the chair? Now, the ref should know in a stip- in a match like this, where that's the stipulation, that Braun probably didn't use the chair and at least should, like, examine the person who supposedly got hit with the chair or at least be like, try and call it in some way where like, mm, but he's immediately suspicious. And when the other ref runs in and stops him from disqualifying um uh, braun, like the right decision got made to not disqualify braun, however, you just opened a whole can of worms. Why isn't there a ref watching every match that happens for whether or not there's some kind of chicanery? because if the match if the ref can watch this match, and the secondary ref can come down and like, you know where where the all the refs where one ref calls holding and another ref says, oh, I saw the play, it wasn't holding. And they got they like if you do that with professional wrestling refs, or never, ever, ever, ever do it. Because if you do it once, now you gotta always do it. And I don't yes. think you're prepared for that.
2: That's a very good point. You've now set a standard that that's how refereeing works. Yes. And Lord knows they're not going to keep that consistent.
1: <laughs> um, uh, Jake Salazar says that's on me for wanting to get to be clever. Yes, it is. I
2: also, you know, it was really fun when MJF and Jericho did it. And I forget who did it on the main roster. Somebody else did the, the Eddie spot. But like there's a difference between paying homage and then tiring something out where yeah. it's not fun anymore. So like I I kind of. I don't think it's in danger of getting burned out but like i i like it when those things are infrequent because then they feel special
1: Mm -hmm. um orion ben also says kate south park the streaming wars is a must see um i was so close to having karen q back those are two separate things in the same super chat thank you for orion ben mark will says condolences to joel parole for his resounding defeat in the NXT title match at In Your House. He'll get him next time. Good night, Sour Graps. Kate, Alex, and friends, keep cool, gobble ghouls. Thank you, Mark Will. Good night. Um. So, yes, at the end, Braun decided not to use the chair, even though he gave the chair to the ref, who then slowly turned his back so he didn't see uh, Joe Gacy hit Braun in the balls and then I did like this moment where Braun was like, okay, you hit me in the balls. Yeah! <laughs> now I'm going to go get a chair. And the referee's like, no, you shouldn't use the chair. And Braun's like, yeah, but he hit me in the balls, though. I should be allowed to hit him with a chair. Um, and then he hits one of the druids instead. Uh, and then Gacy tries to do for his little handspring clothesline off the ropes. And Braun just spears him out of midair, out of his damn boots. That was um,
0: ridiculous.
2: That was a hell of a spear. And I also like that Braun was a smart baby face. We don't get to see a lot of that, right? Mm -hmm. Take out the Druids. You know, they're going to come into play. I can't hit this guy with the chair, but I can hit his, his henchmen. That's a, that's a smart thing to do. And we don't get to see faces be smart a lot.
1: Yeah. Um, If it's not illegal to hit the guys who are standing at ringside. If you can hit them with a chair because they're not actually in the match. Every time the heel comes down to the ring with his entourage, the first thing Babyface should do is get a chair and literally hit them until they run away, and then drop the chair and get in the ring. Be okay now. It's one on one. Yeah. Because if it's not illegal to hit the guys who are who are out there with him, then just then get rid of them because they're the ones who are going to cost you the match. Um, it's a wrestling gray area. Petition for everyone who challenges for Carmelo Hayes's North American title. To start the match by hitting Chick Williams in the face with a kendo stick over and over again.
2: I think that that should be something that happens all the time now. And nobody should ever be at ring size without risking their lives.
1: (laughs) True. True. Um, It sounds like
2: a gray area that can only be settled legally by a horse lawyer.
1: Matthew Plus um, tricked us. He said, if I sent in a Humper Chat, will you read it? But he sent one in with no words attached to it. Ooh. So therefore, we can't... He's like the Riddler.
2: I think you should say no words.
1: Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, Shabugan says, this match points out that the stupidity of the distraction finishes in an era of sports where basically every sport has some kind of replay system. Also... This feud has made Braun legitimately less compelling.
2: That and I, I want to ta-
1: And I want to talk about that because I do think that is correct. I don't know what the point of this feud was. <clears throat> if the point of the feud was to, to make Gacy seem like a more of a threat, well, no, sorry. He's had two chances at this thing. He had a stipulation that favored him. He still couldn't get it done. You're going to have to unmask the Druids eventually. They can't just stand out there in huxtable pajamas with hoods. And like, I don't understand, like they're, they're not doing, they're not doing anything. They're not helping. They're not doing anything. He he doesn't, I'm going to take over the world. How, how mate, how are you going to do that? How are you going to take over the world? Like he, he, it's, it's the, it's all the worst qualities of early Bray Wyatt. And none of the good stuff.
2: I don't know why you don't understand that taking over the world begins with kidnapping someone's father and letting them go and stealing their Hall of Fame ring.
1: Yeah, and then burning it.
2: Can I? I don't mean to. I don't mean to be rude to you, but you're an idiot.
1: No, it's it, well. That's that's true. Um,
2: stop! Don't you talk about my co-hosts like that? It's,
1: no, it's, it's true. I've watched them. No, no, Wait. the N and the H. They didn't unmask them yet. No, so this
2: is that they was my biggest thing is that, like, they didn't really come into play um, and that they didn't unmask them. I thought maybe, like, this run back was so that we could unveil that. But here we are.
1: Yeah. Um, and and I thought Braun was going to win and they were going to, like, have somebody attack him or there was going to be more... Sh- nothing. They just went off the air. Did, not- did nothing. Braun, um, I I think Braun Breakker has um has steadily declined since he first won the title from Tommaso Ciampa. Like I don't think I don't think that the 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 Ziggler feud did him any favors, but I think that the these this very long feud now with Joe Gacy has actively damaged him.
2: Yeah, he was kind of like. Up and up. Mm. And then he had his program with Chomp and it was like up. Mm. And then ziggler was like. Mm. And then this Gacy thing is like mm. so mm-hmm. that is uh how it would be if my hand was a line graph.
1: Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Very good.
2: <laughs> but I don't think that's necessarily his fault. And I don't it's think not his
1: fault. It's not his I'd- fault. He's
2: I've seen people saying like bronze ruined and all this stuff. I don't think that's true. Like, I think this has not been good for him, but I don't think it's been detrimental to him. And I don't even think he's done a bad job with it. I think it's just been bad creative.
1: Like the guy that they should like, I mean, I honestly, I think that they're doing good things with the goon Thor on the main roster, but a long program, not just a one-off title match. With, with with Braun and, and Walter would have been really good for Braun. If you were just going to have him beat Walter anyway and send Walter up to the main roster. They've been slow playing Walter on the main roster for like two months. Like, here's what they could have done. You could have done the whole long storyline and finally had Braun beat Walter tonight and then had Walter show up to answer an open challenge next Friday and win the Intercontinental title from Ricochet, and you would have lost exactly zero things from the main roster run of Gunther. Not Like, you could have just done that. You could have done that whole thing. Because really, honestly, what have you actually done with him? You've had him beat Gulak a couple of times. That's it.
2: I would say there's a bigger issue, though, of credible opponents for Braun. Like, is he just Roman Reigns now? Because, like, the people they view as credible don't read as credible to me. Like, Grayson Waller doesn't read it as a credible opponent.
1: I mean, like, I don't, I honestly don't know how you, how you book it, but I would love to see the match as him and Solo Sokoa. But I think you have a real, real problem there is him, is Solo Sokoa being the crowd favorite in that match. True. Which, which is not going to do good things for Braun.
2: <laughs> yeah. I guess Grayson Waller is like their top heel. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, other than Carmelo, other than like, Carmelo,
1: like, yeah, I, I, I guess I mean there's they were they've been trying to say that it's Joe Gacy, it ain't.
2: Yeah, and he doesn't. It's hard. The other thing with characters like Gacy, which is, I feel like a continual problem with characters who are otherworldly, is they don't function on a world where the title matters. So like this match doesn't feel like a title feud because. They don't he wants to change the worlds. He said it himself. That has nothing to do with the title, as you said. So calling someone like that a top heel is kind of tricky because yeah. the object of their affection is rarely the same thing as what's the most important thing on your show. It just doesn't overlap that often. Yeah. Um so that that didn't feel that way to me. Also, like it was just a weird thing for Gacy like they shed Harland and then he was in this title feud like it just that was not a natural progression of events for Gacy either
1: No, and I like um, Gacy the only other people I see people on the saying, saying it should be Vien Wigner which shouldn't be that it will be um, yikes um, but the, uh, the the somebody's saying that it, why not have it be Giovanni Vinci hello oh, okay. I'm a Giovanni Vinci I'm an Italian I'm a Fabian actor, but please don't remember that. Now I got a goatee, so hey, here I am. I'm gonna do flippy stuff. Also, I'm a very strong, and this is how I talk because I am Italian. Um, I, I you sounded like at the end there,
2: um, Steve Martin and two wild and crazy guys. Yeah, no, it's, not, <laughs>
1: it's, not, it's not. It's not an accurate Italian accent because most accents that are, are Italian are, are in, no. in media don't sound actual Italian. No, that's um, boring. Yeah. Anyway, um <laughs> the what my my daughter loves watching Lady in the tramp. Not the whole thing. Just the part where 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 they go to the Italian restaurant and eat spaghetti. Um and there's the two the, taste. The, the the two Italian uh, restaurateurs um that are there where there's the really big guy who's bald uh and then there's the skinny guy uh, and she calls them Mario and Luigi. And uh, and uh, hey, look, it's the butch. Hey, butch is here. But he a his girlfriend. Um, and so that's basically what my Italian is. Is that ridiculous sound from those things? Um, uh, yeah. I I think we should have had. Um, I mean, maybe maybe the Tony D. Maybe it's Tony D's time. Maybe it's oh, Tony okay. D's time. Like he's the dawn of NXT now. Now now he has he has now he has. Five guys, not the burger chain. He has five men Mr. who chain. are in his thrall, who can he can he can use to uh, to attack Braun on the regular, perhaps. True. Yeah. Guys,
2: get in your final super chats and humper chats if you have anything you want to say. We're coming down the home stretch because we're talking yes, we Braun are. and and main event.
1: And it's done. We're all done with that. Now we're gonna do these things. Um, uh, Drew Nicholas sent in a. In a Super chat saying, "You're tearing me apart, Kate, because you mentioned the room." So. <laughs> um, uh Jake Salazar sends in a question. Can I request a get the flick out of here review? We do another show where we review things, but he didn't actually send in the request as part of this super chat. So he now he has to send in a different super chat to request it. Um, so or they, I'm
2: not going to make you no, I'm. I am. I am. I'm. Oh, okay. It. Then yes.
1: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I this, was gonna
2: say that you can go to our last episode yes. and just put it in the comment section. Put it in the as a Suggestion.
1: Yes. Or you me.
2: can give us more money. Yes. We're never gonna Wait, say no what, to that.
1: What, either way. Um. Uh. So. Uh. Shibugan. Mark Losper says, "What would you uh, uh vote for as worst feud of the year? Braun versus a Diet Wyatt." Or the 35,000 matches in the Sam and Tay versus Men of the Year series. Going to have to go with whatever the hell Dan Lambert is a part of, because that's always the worst. Um, Is that
2: the worst shoot of the year?
1: Yeah.
2: Madcap and Corbin might be worse. Yeah, you're probably right. It's a toss-up.
1: The Tornado Anthony says, Tornado 613, Roman fears the Tornado.
2: I mean, he should be I mean, cautious listen, about all natural disasters. Yes, like if there's yes. one coming through his area, he should see, seek seek safe shelter.
1: Um, Jake, no, no, I will. No, we will not be doing this first. Thank you for the super for the request. Send in another one for free. What is it? A, a severance on Apple Plus. I'm not. I can't. I can't watch a, a full season of anything. I don't have the time for it. Um, and I was no way. I'm I'm gonna start watching Severance and not binge it. I just don't have the willpower or the time to do this. It's the it's the crazy workplace show on Apple Plus, which again I'm not subscribed to, so I I I couldn't, I couldn't
2: double. Do it. Also, we're not so into reviewing great things.
1: Yes, it we're is more... weird, and I and I'll give him weird. But
2: okay, I don't know what it is or what it's about.
1: It's I don't know weird. things. I, I I I I have a friend who raves about it, but he's like. You're not gonna be able to stop watching it. And there you go. Uh Sammy versus Scorpio is the worst feud since Jake Salzar. Correct. Um it's, it's bad.
2: It's terrible. It's, yeah.
1: It's not, yeah, it's not yeah. Uh, Myron Kidd um uh, says, uh, yeah, I really don't want to see the, the the Creed's thirst trapping in a workout video as a storming the capital music in the near future. I really like those guys, and I don't want that to be the thing, although I would like to see uh what what brutus looks like squeezed into a pair of those pants
2: yeah no that's he mm-hmm. should have an only fans with that
1: he, he mm-hmm, that's right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so uh <laughs> down to the dresses if you want to see how good bailey is she has an NXT title match versus eva marie that is legitimately awesome wasn't awesome at the time man Watching that shit live was not awesome because 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 we legit believed they were going to put that strap on Eva Marie. We believed it with our core and we were like, no, if they do this, I have to buy a ticket to Orlando and firebomb a building like yeah. I don't want to do that. I'm going to have to go to jail for arson. Oh,
2: it's so annoying. And but, it, like, like, also, there's not a great police presence in the NXT parking lot, so you might have been able to get away with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jake Salazar says the award that Roman gets is world's most boring wrestler. Um, he's fine. It's just that the creative around, around the thing has been very, very stagnant.
2: You um, need to watch more wrestling if you think he's the most boring wrestler. There are more boring wrestlers in this world. I
1: mean, happy corbin is right there um so uh so then jb james says kate did you see the new eddie kingston t-shirt on shop aew swoon
2: i did not and probably because if i go there i'm going to spend all the dollars that i have on eddie kingston merch oh my gosh i love him i love him let's talk about this real quick okay let's talk about this (laughs) I don't have a particular thirst for violence. I like a good death match, like anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely don't believe in these economic okay. times.
1: Okay, wait, okay. What what am I right now? I'm thirsty.
2: Thirsty. Me too, but not for water or lemonade. Whatever you're drinking. Zombie Eddie Kingston made me feel things. That I've never felt for anyone before, okay? When he came out in his bloody Yankee shirt, which they have now just made a plain white t-shirt because of copyright reasons. Yeah. In that picture. Um, covered in blood, not blinking, on his way to set two people on fire. Um, I found a love I'd, I'd never known before. <laughs> Why is it that I I mentioned being thirsty for Eddie Kingston and then the porn bots come back? In the I, I think
1: I think thirsty is a, is a cue.
2: I summoned them. Joe Gacy's got his druids.
1: Yep. Um. At uh, Jake Salazar, with, with a very uh, with with a little prayer circle going. Says I hope Ryback gets hit with a truck carrying uh, dildos. Him and his tweets need to be yeeted into the sun and then brought back to be shat on by truffle pigs. Shout out to get the flick out of here. I only read that because it's a shout out to our other show where we reviewed Nicholas Cage's movie Pig, which was very good but also very weird, and maybe so weird that you thought random person might think that it was not good. That's how weird it was.
2: Uh, Ryback sucks.
1: Yeah. Um, Tom LaValley uh says uh, has a request that I will not be able to honor tonight. Um. Because I, I would have to go find it. Um, Tom Lavalle wants me to read the Lorax by Dr. Seuss for Regal's bedtime stories. Um
2: have you been Tom? listening to our off show conversations? Cause... I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a pin in it and I'll come back to it some other day, but not tonight. Uh, I gotta go f- I gotta go find it and actually have it nearby and 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 do that. So it's
2: possible. I pitched that idea as a Fightful Select series the other day. No big deal. <laughs> it was um, not pitched to Sean, and it did not go beyond Alex and I talking about it at yeah. two in the morning. But I just think yeah. it would be very fun. Right. No, <laughs>
1: uh, but then we did actually get um, uh, sent in by uh, Jake Salazar. We need Re- Regal singing "Sweet Child of Mine" now, so that's the last <laughs> thing we're gonna do. I'm gonna sing uh, "Sweet Child of Mine" as Mr. As Mr. Regal, uh, and then and then we'll say goodbye.
3: She's got a smile that it seems to me reminds me of childhood memories where everything was as fresh as the bright blue sky. I
1: Now and then when I see her face, she takes me away to that special place and if I stare too long, I'd probably break down and cry. Woe, oh, 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 sweet child of mine. Woe, oh, 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 sweet love of mine. She's got eyes of the bluest skies and as if they thought of rain.
3: I'd hate to look into those eyes and see an ounce of pain. Her hair reminds me of a warm, safe place where, as a child, I'd hide hide and pray for the thunder and the rain to quietly pass me by. Woe, oh, 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 sweet child of mine. Woe, oh, 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 sweet love of mine,
2: sunshine. War games! How great was it that he came out to go burning guts! (laughs)
1: Tornado, June 13th, raw tornado 613, level ups 9.3. I don't know if that is, but thank you for the super chat. Yeah,
2: I don't know what that means, but thanks for giving us money.
1: Yeah, I'll do, I'll do that. Whoa, oh, 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 sweet blood and guts. Um, thanks everybody for hanging out with us. Uh, Kate, where can they find you?
2: Well, tomorrow you can find me doing commentary for Excite Wrestling at Twitch. Dot TV backslash excite wrestling with no E, just an X, because obviously this is pro wrestling. All right. That's how we do things. You can also find me on Fightful Select with this feller doing the hell to Sell pay-per-view paywall post show uh tomorrow. And then uh on, on Kate's Instagrams on the Instagram. And I'll be back on Twitter soon enough at Miss Kate Fabe.
1: You can find me on the Twitter at Alex Sourgrabs. And uh, yeah, like she said, tomorrow after Hell in a Cell, there's, there's sure to be some kooky and wacky stuff. Um, we
2: need answers and we have five minutes.
1: At least asked if Linda had a thing with, with a- a- Axl Rose.
2: For those of you who don't know, Linda had eight husbands and many affairs.
1: No, I did not have a thing with Axl Rose.
3: However, I did date slash... On three non-consecutive occasions. (laughs) He was a good Jewish boy. And so, you know, I was immediately attracted to him. Also the hair. I love the hair. Did he write any
2: songs about you?
3: And the top hat was wonderful. You just love a
2: good... You love a man in a top hat. You always have.
3: November Rain was all about me. Because of my seasonal affective disorder. (laughs)
2: There's a minute of that song for every one of your husbands.
3: There is. It is. There is, of course.
2: Anyway, wasn't that a video package for song for Eddie and Ray? Might have been. Video package. I think it was.
1: It might have been. It might have been. Why do I know
2: that? I don't know. Like what I wore yesterday, but. (laughs) Um. Well, (laughs) Alex. Nothing lasts forever.
1: It, no, and no, we nothing. Both know? It's, especially, especially the, this podcast.
2: It's true. Yeah, There's sometimes these episodes do last forever in our hearts.
1: Linda's singing, don't you? No, Jake. What? Damn it, Jake! Damn it! Damn it, Jake! <laughs> I have we have time, Jake. So, damn it, Jake!
2: Alexandra, no, Jake. No, asked and answered. Holy okay. horny yeah.
1: bots! My God! Well, now I'm going to start singing the the, the pussy cat dolls. It's so true. They, they know what it's going to be. Uh, <clears throat> hold on.
3: I'm uh, I'm just going um, to do the chorus because that's the only part that I remember. Um, uh, don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Don't you wish your girlfriend was a freak like me? Don't you? Ooh, baby, don't you? I'm doing it right now, Jake. Don't you wish your girlfriend was raw like me or SmackDown? Don't you wish your girlfriend was fun like me? Don't you? Don't you? Don't you, don't you wish your girlfriend was hot
1: like me?
2: Like slender. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. All right. Um... Keep cool couple goal.
2: Yeah, not everything sucks. No.